You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Oh, hey. Do you want to do a show? You know what? I really do. Sandwich, do you want to do a show? Oh, yeah. The pandemic is far from over. Whether you're in New York or Dover. And since there's no place to go, watch our show, watch our show, watch our show. If you haven't guessed, we're gay. We have a French bulldog. And talk about things Broadway. We're a family, don't you know? Watch our show, watch our show, watch our show. We've got Beth Level. What a dream. Oh, how her comedy makes us scream. Oh, and Taylor Iman Jones. Her belt we feel in our bones. We've got lots of cheer and good news. And some of us, well, we're Jews. We've, We've had, had all of our lockers, so watch our show, watch our show, watch our show. Oh, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. We have Beth Level and Taylor Ramon Jones. And we've got good news from the Episcopal Actors Guild, Divas Do Weather with Christina Bianca. A New Year's Eve giveaway from Full Moon and Co. And memories from you, our viewers. So the playbills that you acquire have stories that we admire and we're here to share them so take a mo take a mo take a mo to watch a show watch a show watch a show and follow us on instagram follow us on instagram follow us on instagram said we weren't going to do that it didn't fit with this I, I, don't know, I just wanted to try all right i just wanted to try okay Broadway, Broadway, in all of its glory, we all have a memory, we all have a story. Was there an understudy? Or did the show stop? Did you see Barbara before she shot to the top? Cool! Join us as we revel in our reverie, it's my Broadway memory! That jazz! Hi. Wow, that wasn't pre-recorded at all. It wasn't. Oh, that vibrato. I'm telling ya. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to my Broadway memory. I am Remy Germanario. And I'm Michael Kushner. And once again, a big shout out to Josh Freilich for composing our awesome theme song, and Laura Bonacci for those fierce graphics. And you know, Michael, I think the thing that we learned from that opening number was that ring lights are not kind to people with glasses. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're like putting like color contacts in from like, like we're in Drag Race or something. Exactly. And in case you were wondering, yes, that karaoke version was Martina McBride's version of Let It Snow. The very popular Martina McBride karaoke version of Let It Snow. You were all thinking of it. Anyway, thank you again (laughs) for joining us for a very exciting episode. Uh, We got some awesome things planned. Last week we had Paige Turner and Jackie Cox, which was incredible. Um, And we actually got to see Paige Turner's outdoor holiday show that she talked about. Yes, she performed on a stoop and it was one of the most New York things I've ever Scene. Yes, it was very Mimi and Rent, but you know, without like the vocal fry or anything. Yes, it was a Don't Tell Mamas. It was amazing. Oh, by the way, I realized I've been thinking for a while if I ever were a drag queen, what my name would be, and I've finally discovered it. What? Summer Stock. Because if I'm bad, I can just be like, what do you expect? It's Summer Stock. I learned this in two days. Mine would be Barbara Ganoush. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> 
on that note. So for those of you joining us for the first time tonight, what is my Broadway memory? So my Broadway memory is a bi-weekly show on the amazing Broadway podcast network where we focus on keeping Broadway alive. Yes, each week our guests will join us for some lively conversation, games, special segments, performances, and they'll pull a play bowl from their collection at random and talk about their memories associated with the show. And it opens up to incredible, unheard of stories. You said play bowl. Play bowl. A play bowl. Let's play bowl. A play bowl. <laughs> I love my play bowls in America. Let's play. That's very Wait, fun. I do want to just say for a second, we do have lots of comments coming in. Oh, and hey, everyone. Hi, everyone watching. Obsessed with the holiday theme song. Thank you. Thank you. Cat Festive cat sweater. Love, love that. Um, the doggy. intro gets me every time. Yes, you could follow Sandwich at Sandwich, the French Bulldog on Instagram. Thank you, Alana, who watches every week. And speaking of watching every week. To stay updated on news, future guests, please follow us on social media if you don't on already. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at My Broadway Memory. And on Twitter, we are at My B-Way Memory. You can also follow me and Michael personally at our handles listed there. And oh my God, literally follow us because you'll find out ways that you can join in on the fun and be on the show as well. So uh, not only do we want to keep our... Broadway memories and our guests Broadway memories alive until the theater returns but we want to keep yours as well so we want to hear from you the viewers so mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite Broadway memories and how are you keeping Broadway alive during this time so pull a playbill from your playbill 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 Play, pull a play bowl from your collection and record a one minute video discussing your memory and email it to mybroadwaymemory at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. Let's hear from some of our viewers for our weekly segment, Your Broadway Memory. Woo! first introduced to Wicked in eighth grade when I was in Moby Dick the Musical. Um, fast forward years, I started seeing posts on Facebook about this woman named Jessica Vosk who was playing Alphaba in the tour. But um, at the time when she was actually making her Broadway debut, I had a friend in the city and he was like, Kayla, drive up here and let's try and win the lottery for her debut. And so I hopped in my car and I drove three hours up into the city and won. I won lottery tickets to see her Broadway debut as Alphaba. Um, so that was incredible. The room was electric, like nothing I'd ever experienced before in any other um, of the numerous shows that I've seen. You know, when she'd be leaving the show, it happened to be on my birthday and also Mother's Day. So my mom had never seen the show, um, so I thought it would be just a really fun, special thing for us to go and see that and do that together. So we bought tickets and we got to see her closing performance as well on May 12th, um, and it was incredible. Again, the room electric, like, I can't even describe it, and I miss live theater so much. I was in New York, um, I got the incredible uh, incredible opportunity to sing in place of my grandma who had passed away in 2009. She was supposed to sing with my grandpa with Western Oregon uh, College as an alumni in Carnegie Hall. Well, I got to sit, or I got to take her place and sing her part. Um, while we were there, we went and saw Wicked and Promises, Promises. Uh, Promises, Promises had Kristen Chenoweth in it. 
and she, um, I remember her coming out uh, on stage, and the entire place just erupted, and me being in a wheelchair, um, I couldn't really see anything anymore. I just saw her for a second, and everybody stood up, and I, I, I lost track of it all, and, uh, and I don't remember much of the show. It, it was just an amazing experience. I miss New York so much. Uh, Oregon is so far away, and I, I know Broadway will come back. Opening night of Tarzan was actually a very special night. My ex-husband was the sound designer, and he had been recording our daughter uh, when she was about seven months old, I think. Every time she cried, he would pull a microphone over to her. Uh, opening night came, and there's that huge shipwreck uh, scene, which is um, actually amazing, um, the, the boat going back and forth, and, and uh, storm, and baby crying. Well, that's Ruby. Well, as a mom, instinctively, when your child cries, you have a reaction. My reaction that night was rather strong. I was sobbing. The minute I heard her voice, I just knew it was her. I didn't know it was gonna come in that scene. I just started bawling um, to the point where I was like wiping snot off my face. Um, uh, the people next to me, I think, were very worried about me because I think the scene was quite sad and distressing, but it did not merit the amount of uh, liquid that was coming out of my face. Thank oh. you. Thank you, Kayla, uh, Rose, and Catherine. You're all amazing. Seriously, those stories are literally perfect. Truly. We love hearing from you, so keep those coming. Also, quick little story. I, I was telling Catherine the the uh, Tarzan story. I was telling Catherine, you know, that means so much because I love her so very much, and I have a great story. Well, it's not a great story. It's I, it, Tarzan was the first show I took my mom to see. I uh, paid $20 for Student Rush. And so like, yeah, moms, Tarzan, we love it. I love that. Yeah. I never got to see it, but I'm oh, sure it was I awesome. Loved I loved it. <laughs> but we love you all. Thank you so much for sending in videos. Please keep them coming in. We love you so much. Yes. We're gonna yeah, we do. We love you so much. So we're going to do a giveaway. And um, tonight's episode is brought to you by Full Moon and Company. They are generously giving an awesome package to a lucky My Broadway Memory fan that includes some exciting swag for a fun, socially distant New Year's Eve. So yes, we love that. I hope you all will be having some fun Zoom New Year's Eve parties. So this Full Moon and Company package includes champagne confetti poppers, a silver balloon chain, 2020-themed cocktail napkins. I've been practicing how to say this because <laughs> it's a tongue twister. A sage smudge stick. Sage smudge stick. We really need one of those. Uh, bedazzled sun glasses, tinsel wigs, party snaps, disco fly pushpins, and a full moon tunes playlist. Yes. So if you commented on our social media post, you have been entered to uh, be in the drawing. So I'm pulling this out of my Mary Poppins hat. And the lucky winner is... <laughs> JW Crumb. Congratulations. Congrats, JW. Uh, expect a message from us and we'll send you that amazing uh, gift from Full Moon and Company. So thank you again, Full Moon and Co. Uh, Follow them. 
Yes, please Love give them. them a follow. And, Go get uh, your party package, all that jazz. Yeah, and have a great New Year's with yes. Foreman & Co. Okay, I think it's time, without further ado, to bring on our incredible fierce guest. Oh my God, our first guest is Taylor Iman Jones. Taylor made her Broadway debut in Groundhog Day, the musical, and later originated the role of Mopsa in Head Over Heels, which I miss. To this day, I loved that show so much. Off-Broadway, she was seen in the new musical Scotland, PA, and outside of New York, she appeared in Hamilton in LA, The Tale of Despero at the Old Globe in San Diego, The Who's Tommy at the Kennedy Center, which I also saw, and in the national tour of American Idiot. And our second guest is the legendary legendary. Beth, legendary Beth Level. Beth received the Tony Drama Desk, New York Outer Critics Circle, and LA Drama Critics Award for her performance as the title character in The Drowsy Chaperone. She also received Tony Drama Desk and Outer Cricket, Cricket, Cr 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 Critics Circle nominations Crickets. for her role as Florence Greenberg in Baby It's You. Other Broadway credits include The Prom, Elf, Mamma Mia, Young Frankenstein, 42nd Street, uh, Crazy View, The Civil War, and Showboat, amongst other uh, regional off-Broadway commercial and TV appearances. It's Frankenstein. Aha. Uh -huh. Anyway, and what's really cool is that our guests are slated to start together in the Devil Wears Prada musical. So please welcome Taylor, Iman Jones, and Beth Lemmer. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. friends. <laughs> How are you? I love that. And, and uh, what'd you say, crickets? Yeah, <laughs> the outer <laughs> critic, cricket circle. <laughs> I've been in that show, the outer <laughs> show. It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this wow. is last a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it closed that day. There you go. Oh, oh my God. Outer Critic Circle, Outer Critic Circle. All of the BFAs are going to be doing that new tongue twister this year. Oh, Smudge Sage Stick. Smudge Sage No, I can't say it. It's hard. It's hard. You both are so radiant and beautiful. Thank you so much for being in our show today. We're basking in your glory. How are you? How's life? What's going on, you two? <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's been so wonderful. Um, no, it, you know, life is life, I think, for everybody, uh, you know, no matter where you are. But I'm uh, happy to say that I'm healthy. Uh, yes. And my parents, who I live with, are healthy. And yes. so we're uh, grateful for that. Thank God. You awesome. know, it's so interesting because we've been so isolated and yet we, you know, still need to connect and still need to talk about theater, still need yeah. to relive our memories. And just hearing those three fabulous memories, just, I, I just got like the clamps because when you're by yourself all the time singing show tunes just to yourself. Um, <laughs> Wait, A, is that bad? B, uh, it's just, no. this reminds me how much we need art and live theater yeah. and musicals, which are, you know, something that I'm fond of. That's true. Well, please, viewers watching, Beth Level wants you to send in more <laughs> yes, videos of your Broadway videos. memories. That's right. We do need we do need theater and arts more than ever right now. There's for anyone watching. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but there's a uh, an open letter going around from some of the theater community um, to the uh, uh, incoming administration about getting an arts cabinet position uh, in the government. So um, I can I can share that later, but on our social media. But please do that. We need stuff like that to keep the arts alive, right? We do. And, you know, this is our life. I mean, the theater is our life. That's why I think my Broadway memory is really important because we have to think about 
the moments that like, I have very specific moments that I've shared with the two of you that I will never, ever forget. And they are so beautiful for me. And, and I know that if I have them, a million other people have them. And that's what's so important about the Broadway community is that we are a community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the two of you, you know, I just came up. Okay, did Beth Lovell just call me fabulous? Yes, yes she, did, she did, Kayla. <laughs> also, Kayla, yeah. is an, Kayla is an incredible voice teacher. And uh, so if there's any uh, artist that is looking for a v- virtual voice teacher, uh, Kayla is incredible. And, you know, Beth was just talking about this before, um, you know, as you're finding yourself singing show tunes and stuff, what are uh, some show <gasps> tunes that you find yourselves like in the shower humming or singing? Oh, I can't the wait two to hear of you. this. Taylor? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do a lot of Wicked. I, I'm definitely that yeah. Wicked girl in the shower. I do a lot of, um, I've been doing a lot of Chicago recently, the the Love movie that. version, I got to say. Um, well, the movie is incredible. The movie is incredible. The movie is incredible. The 2003 movie of Chicago is probably the best version of Chicago. I I think so. I just, it, that soundtrack is so good. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will yeah. never forget when I first met Deidre Goodwin. She taught a... Uh, a workshop um, she squished in the movie she taught a workshop to my college and I was fangirling because one <laughs> she's complete opposite of squish and squish in the movie is you know squish and she's like you know he ran in my knife he ran in my knife but she is the loveliest most like <laughs> like sweetest woman in the world and Acting. I'm obsessed with that Acting. I know we love um Beth what about you well um I thought this was a great idea. So we, uh, my fiance, Adam, and I bought a stationary bike. because <laughs> A Peloton? No, just like a <laughs> thing. You know, like I'm, I, love the, I love that brand. I, I, just like a thing. I, I feel like a Peloton. They would see me. These, <laughs> have you, are you off already? <laughs> um, I'm going to get a snack. <laughs> so we just got a, a regular thing. But to motivate me to ride for more than five minutes i've been listening to cast albums from beginning to end yeah so i i've just finished company my uh, favorite my favorite original the original um and i i listened to hair jesus christ superstar and earth wind and fire which was a great musical <laughs> amazing that's a great collection i think especially for uh, it's definitely a good workout collection those ones wait my, Beth. My- you got to do head over heels. At, um, I have such a list. But uh, put that on your list because that one, like, it starts with drums and then you're just. It, and if I may be truthful, it may have been a couple of weeks. I've been on the bike, you know. Ever since, <laughs> <laughs> like Thanksgiving is like. Yeah. Oh. Well, do me a favor, Beth. Maybe also after you do Head Over Heels, maybe do Gypsy, because I would love to see you play Mama Rose. Oh. Oh. I, you know, I did that three summers ago, four summers ago, at the Muni, the very Yes, school. you did, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. I know. Wait, I wait the two do. of you, as Rose oh and Louise, please. If you want, if you want Taylor and Beth to play Rose and Louise, sound off in the comments. I mean, because the comments are popping, which I'm dead over. And also, like, um, the cast album for Head Over Heels is incredible, and I miss that show terribly. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was life changing. And we do have a question regarding um, Head Over Heels and what it meant a little later. But um, I, I want to. 
No, it's we had the same uh, show schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have, right? Uh, <laughs> you know. so, I want to get the show started. And, oh wait, what am I even talking about? I'm wrong. Bye. Um, <laughs> see you later. Um, we're gonna actually go into that. Could have been a really good segue. I thought you were going to, but, but it wasn't. I, uh, I was just <laughs> caught in the moment. Let's. We're gonna we're gonna do a fan. We're gonna do our fan questions. Um, and so, uh, okay, this first fan question uh, is uh, uh, okay. It's it's they can all be answered by both of you. And this one, this, this first one is for from Jess Rody three, uh, who wants to know if you could have one do over for a role you already played, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question, right, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> When we were talking before the before the show aired, I was like, if I need more time to think or a to go, oh, Taylor? Taylor? You're <laughs> <laughs> laughing, so but no, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, I I think uh, the post Broadway, I would say nothing. I've learned from my mistakes and I'm um, proud with what I've done. Like, not that I've been like, I was a perfect <laughs> performance, but I, th- I can't go back and be like, that's what I would have done differently. But um, I've played Mimi in Rent a few times in community theater and I would love, I would love to play Mimi again, but honestly, I just play. love to do Rent at, at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, you would uh, slay yeah. Mimi. I'd love to see you play in that Mimi. role. Yeah. So Mimi is yeah. my answer to that question. Right. Yeah. I wanted her to answer because that was so articulate and smart. <laughs> but it is true. There's no, even the roles I feel like, oh, I could have done better. I've learned something from it that keeps me growing as an artist. Yeah. You know, you only learn by your successes and your mistakes. And so there's, I would answer that question the same way Taylor did. Now I'm emotionally more prepared. Say I did uh, Mama Rose in grad school. Come on. Now, when I did it three years ago, I was even, I was ready to wear those shoes. Yeah. And now since I got the, the responsibility and kind of, for lack of a better word, fear of doing that role and making sure that I, you know, did it well enough to pay homage to all the fabulous actresses before, now I want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I'm ready to like clear. Please do it again. Yes. Please, please do it again. I want the two of you to do Gypsy together please well those are great answers seriously so like learning from your past past shows and bringing what you learn for that to your next show speaking of our next question uh comes uh from sean of the dead sean of the dead so i personally don't know where y'all are in the devil wears prada process but i'm so obsessed that you two are going to do this sean of the dead wants to know what has workshopping prada been like during quarantine what has been the most challenging and rewarding part of the process so far i'll take that taylor Okay. Yes. You're <laughs> welcome. Here's what's really interesting about product. We were cast and then a pandemic. <laughs> what? Yeah. Crazy. So good night. Um, so what we never even have had the opportunity to be in a room together. Uh, I think mm. Taylor and I both before uh, the shutdown were able to be in a room with the director and have a discussion. But I met Taylor for the very first time when we did, are you ready for this? A cold read of the first draft of Prada on Zoom. No way. Mm-hmm. 
that was really interesting because you know zoom was a new medium to me particularly back in february whenever what april whatever i don't remember yeah i, don't yeah. Remember. I honestly don't no, one of them yeah, whatever and i remember trying to read my lines and be so fascinated with my class but not knowing who was speaking or the characters it, it was deliciously overwhelming um, yeah Fortunately, they let us do another Zoom reading, but we were supposed to have a six or eight week uh, workshop last summer. That didn't obviously happen. And then we were supposed to have a Chicago out of town tryout uh, where our fabulous director lives, Anna Shapiro. And of course that's not happening. So everything is still definitely percolating and being mm -hmm. worked on and marinating. And there's such an energy still in it, but we're yeah. like the rest of the world. and. We were talking about previously we're just having we're paused so we're waiting and the work is still being done but taylor and i are like all right all right you're yeah. eager to, you're eager to go it's such it's gonna be such a fun project and just an iconic show to do it's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah. do you do you both the end of this tunnel do you know what for us and, and mm. I know that or you know anxious to see, to see theater musical theater again that iconic fabulous movie being yeah. uh, musicalized Oh my God. It's going to, I mean, we can quote that movie, you know what I mean? And it's just the two of you, as soon as, as soon as I saw that press release come out, it was the two of you. Like, I was like, just, yeah, a hundred percent. Can't wait to be there. Yes. Way to tell that story. Done. Oh, Love it. Thank it's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh. It's going to be amazing. And so thank you for that question. Shaun of the dead. We will obviously um, update all of our viewers <laughs> if they have another zoom. Uh, we will, you will be the first to know. Yes. Um, and we will hack into that Zoom and report it. <laughs> we know how to do that. No. I know, seriously, like still figuring out what Zoom is too. But this next question is a really lovely question. And Girly Girl 23 wants to know you both started musical comedies that truly changed the world. And I agree. Uh, uh, truly changed the world with positive representation for the LGBTQIA plus community. What was it like knowing that you changed so many lives through the stories you told and how do you hope to keep going in the future? Good question. That's a beautiful question. Yeah, that was great. Um, I think one of my favorite parts about Head Over Heels and a lot of people's favorite parts is um, it was definitely a queer musical where queerness wasn't the storyline or wasn't mm. like the struggle. Mm. So it operated in this new world um, where people were just celebrated for who they were and allowed yeah. to be who they were. Um, and I know that it helped all of us as cast members just kind of echo that in our own lives. Um, but I also know, and I'm sure Beth had a similar experience, like I got so many letters from teenagers and parents and being, being like, I saw this and it helped me understand my child better or my mom saw it and it allowed us to have certain conversations. Um, so that's been the coolest part. And yes, head over heels. And I mean, the, the prom also didn't really have like the longest run on Broadway either, but they both now exist past themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the people now have access to the prom, the musical and head over heels, the rights have been out. So people are yeah. doing that musical. So that's oh, what's cool. really cool for me is that world also now gets to um, 
echo out across the country and across the world and those casts can then echo out themselves and yeah. bring it and so on and so forth so uh yeah <laughs> i love that it's, it's a beautiful. ripple effect it is mm -hmm. it's true and so I, when we talk about this the other day i'm sure head over heels is the same way i'm not sure we completely understand the transformative power of mm -hmm. our musicals but i'd love to just re revisit this question in five years yeah. yeah. To see how it has reverberated something as quote unquote simple mm -hmm. as a musical comedy changed lives. I mean, it really made the world better. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of that, to be a part of that DNA and that storytelling yeah. is, is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And it was a surprise to me as well. Um, I mean, I knew we had a phenomenal story and a phenomenal comedy with great music, but literally certain people seeing themselves as the hero of a beautiful mm -hmm. love story that wins in the end is priceless. It's yeah. joyful. Like, I think like you both said, it's like, it's, it's about the celebration uh, of these these people and 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 I don't know I just loved both of those performances so so much. Same. I mean, you know, there are a lot of comments that are literally like, uh, it, you know, closed too soon. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And there are so many things in this industry that you know why producers make those choices that are so out of our control. Mm -hmm. But what we but what we do what we are able to be a part of is the legacy of the show yeah. and that we can say that we were there and that I know that I'm going to have clients in my photo studio that come in, or we're going to have future guests that are going to talk about how the two of you inspired their lives. And like you have inspired mine. I know that you have inspired Remy's and the work that you do is, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And we love the two of you so very much. So I would love to schedule a Zoom interview five years from now yes. to see what the impact <laughs> of both music. Around the holidays, it's like, oh, time to check on some prom and head over here. <laughs> see how that changed people's life. But it yeah. really did. And those, that was, I think, for such a lovely question, those were two really lovely answers. Um, so thank you all so much. And thank you to everyone who submitted a question to these two superstars. Uh, check out our social media for when we uh, ask for questions for our, our future guests. Um, so we are going to take a little brief break because I don't know about you all. I don't know. Because I, I, Taylor, you're in California, I know. Mm -hmm. But we had a big snowstorm. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. It was intense. So the weather has been all over the place. It's like 60 degrees one day, mm -hmm. 20 degrees and a blizzard the next. I'm, I'm really very confused. Well, Ramula, I have just the fix. Uh, it's time for our weekly segment, Divas Do Weather. Oh. Let's go to one of our resident weather girls and up and comer in the theater scene, Barbara Streisand. Hello, gorgeous. How's it looking out there? I'm delighted to be here. Bring about a clown to read on my 
Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Bubba, and happy Hanukkah. Oh, that cleared up so much. I now know the weather. Thank you. There's surprisingly so many weather-related songs in 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 uh, musical theater. Uh, there's a lot of weather songs we've determined from uh, having Christina Bianco on our show. It's so true. All right, so now Taylor and Beth, we're gonna do our go-to activity. Um, we're gonna have each of you pull a playbill or a piece of memorabilia or something at random and discuss the memory associated with it. Yes, and I'll do one as an example. So I have like <laughs> nine of these, 10 of these, 11. A lot. I have like a bookshelf of these. So what I like to do, and there's, you don't have to do that. I like to literally just go like this. Like I'm, I'm fully just mm -hmm. going like this. So, okay. This actually, the one that I just picked ah. is the start of, um, the start of, uh, my Broadway memory and, um, the start of my Broadway memory I just went on Facebook and Instagram and like recorded, this was at the top of the pandemic and was like, I'm just gonna go through my Playbill collection and talk about it. And what's sort of amazing about this is, um, you know, I, this was 2007 that I saw the show. And uh, one of the, I guess, last times that I staged toured it because, you know, I, I you know, whatever. So um, not that stage dooring is bad, but I sort of outgrew that, you know, I grew outgrew that moment. I'm, I'm just too tired. I'm, I need to get to bed. <laughs> stage dooring is a great, I mean, I'm sure you guys have different opinions on it, but stage dooring is a great way to interact with yeah, people as long amazing. as it is done correctly. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, and we did it correctly. We were very respectful. And uh, what's amazing about this is that, clients and people that I've worked with professionally have signed this playbill. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is a, a, a sign of what this industry is, is that uh, it doesn't matter where you are and how you feel about the industry. It is, it is always there waiting for you to be a part of it. So like, this is like Lindsay Nicole Chambers and Leslie Kritzer and people that I know and love and have come into my home and my studio and, and Nikki Snelson, who, like, I remember at the stage door teaching her my French woods lingo with my friend. Loves it. Book it. Struggle juggles. Like, what? The, she was like, what are the cool kids saying? What? And I was like, what are the cool kids saying? You you just jump roped for your life. And flash forward to my senior year of college, we did, I, I did, um, uh, Legally Blonde, and we did the original choreo, including the Whipped in a Shape choreo. And it was the first time I had ever experienced um, automated sets. So mm. one of the, so I got to, and I had always wanted to do that because that was in my mind Broadway. And I just got to be wheeled in, basically press the button, automated set, just living my truth. Anyway, that's my Broadway memory, Legally Blonde. Yeah, That's how I like to do it. And you guys can take your time. I just wanted to, you know, get to your storytelling. And Beth, you should know, I was looking as he was flipping randomly. He was two away from picking Drowsy Chaperone. Oh, see. Oh, wait, wait. two is. away. Is, is your signature on there? That's title of show. I know, I can't figure it out. What's oh, Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> Too much? Yeah, same. No, I, no. Loved it. I didn't want to ask you to do it, but it I'm glad you did. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm pulling. 
my collection. I um I do not collect playbills or how what, what Michael? What? How did you pronounce playbills? Playbills. 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 Do you have some like playbills? Um, I don't know why. Uh, as a matter of fact, Adam thinks you know I'm sacrilegious for I read them and then I let them go. But I, okay. I, I'm just me. I'm just being me. So I don't have play balls. But I have so many memorabilia and memories that um, I it's sitting all over my desk. But the Let's one do I want one of those. Read, no, I'm doing this one. I love it. I can't wait. Well, it's kind of sitting at my desk. I don't know if you've noticed this. Oh. Like done like this, like this. <laughs> this is one of the costume pieces that I was given after Baby It's You closed. Oh, cool. One of the memories about Baby It's You, uh, besides, I had a great poster. Wait, look, see. You do it was edit. It was a good poster. Was a good, that was the first time I had anything like that had ever happened. I was, remember walking down 44th Street going, oh, 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 gosh. You know, <laughs> see yourself that judge, uh, you know, like on the play ball. And <laughs> so one of the things about Baby It's You, it was it was not the easiest job I've ever had. But, you know, I really, I really enjoyed it. And talk about learning, talking about mm. you know, first time I'd ever really, really, really had to do an original show and drive that train. But our costume designer, who was brilliant, uh, was her mostly her medium was film. So she kind of saw everything in frame. So my character, Florence Greenberg, I had 25 costume changes. Oh. But, but when, when we would change clothes, she would ask me, I need to change jewelry, watches, earrings, because you know, that's kind of the frame she saw it in. Yeah, details. So, yeah, it was very detail-oriented. So I don't remember a whole lot about that show, except there were script changes, and my dresser, Kay Gowanlock, should have won a Tony. <laughs> because I would I had one uh, costume change that was 15 seconds, and they kept changing the lines, so she would also have to carry the script, and I would come off, i go, what's my first line? <laughs> what's my first line? Where do I go? And she would go, and I was like, quick, and I would leave. Off, I go, what, where am I going now? Because they would also, they had changed the scene order in preview. So I, and I was changing clothes 25 times and singing 54 songs. So yay, Kay. And this, yes, whenever, Kay. I, whenever I need to feel powerful, and if I ever doubt, she's like, oh, that's going to be too overwhelming. I can't do it. I went, girl, you got this. <laughs> that's one oh. of my memories about my costume changes and my fabulous dresser. Give it up for Kay. Give oh my goodness. It just, it really just goes to show how many moving parts oh. and support there are backstage of a Broadway show. I mean, it's intense. It's intense. It's a village, a very talented village. And there are people that might not, watching that might not even know what a dresser is. So like, you know, a, a, a dresser is someone that literally helps with costume changes and make sure that you're looking good. I mean, wh when people ask about like photography and stuff how, about dressing room project and I bring up a press rep, people have no idea what a press rep is. You know what I mean? So there's so many moving parts to a Broadway show yeah. and dressers are 
the the meat and potatoes of how we of yeah. how we all look and how it's amazing. I love yeah. that ring. That is yeah. so beautiful. Kay, like, hey, she was responsible for the show continuing because she would tell <laughs> line and she she really I don't know what I would have done without her. And then after Kay was uh, Jesse Galvin, so they they're the reason mm-hmm. that I'm still alive. Thank you. She at least <laughs> she at least deserves an outer cricket circle award. Yes, outer cricket. An outer cricket. <laughs> I saw you in Baby It's You. Baby It's You was the first time I saw you live and in person. And I thought it was so fabulous. And you Thank you, you. just uh, commanded that stage. And I, I that was my, I had, I had first seen you at uh, one of my high school's uh, Tony parties when you won for Chaperone. That was the first time I had, I had heard of you. And uh, seeing you in Baby It's You was the first time I saw you live. It was so wonderful. I had a great time. I appreciate that. It's so funny because people say, oh, did your career start at Drowsy Chaperone? It's like, what? What? No. Because it was like the first time I think I, uh, there was a recognition that way. But And it was interesting, hearkening back to the Tony Award, one of my most fabulous memories about that night was the day after people telling me that I had won it for all of the worker bees, for all of us. Oh. Working in this industry, not in a fancy way, but really being a worker bee, work, 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 work. And then to have something like the drowsy chaperone plop in my life was just a blessing. That's such a great, I, I've never, I mean, I obviously know the phrase worker bee, but I've never heard that phrase associated to what you just said. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just want to work, you know, I, yeah. I, I love working. It's what I have to do is what I need to do. It's what I love to do. Cool. Taylor. So much. Well, hold, before. Well, before we get to Taylor, we're going to do, because we can't wait. We can't wait. Um, but before we get to Taylor's memory, we're going to go to our good news segment. Each show, we like to highlight an organization or cause that is doing good in the world. And for mm-hmm. this week, we're happy to have an old friend of mine, Jamie Soltis, from the Episcopal Actors Guild. So let's hear about them and good news. Hello. Hi, Jamie. Gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Just spreading the good news and cheer. So please tell us about uh, the Episcopal Actors Guild. Yes. Uh, so the Episcopal Actors Guild is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides emergency financial assistance to New York City's actors in need, which is all of us. So we have this like weird pandemic going on, I guess. Really? Uh, yeah, we have been hearing from about three or four times the amount of actors that we usually would at this time of year. We can provide um, checks to people's landlords. Um, We can help pay for medical bills, utility bills. Um, We have a couple of separate programs um, where some of our funding is saved for people living with HIV and AIDS. Um, We have another section that helps senior citizens. Uh, a lot of different little subsections, but I would say where most of our money goes is towards people's rent and right mm-hmm. now people's food. A story we like to tell a lot is that near the beginning of the guild's inception, um, uh, we helped Fred Astaire with his rent. Well, that um, just goes to show, I mean, especially for actors out there, is that we all start somewhere, right? And even the biggest of names, right, might have been a struggling actor at one point. Uh, We also have a program that I really love called the Open Stage Grant. Um, And this is where we gift an emerging theater company 
um, free time in our space uh, for quite a few weeks so they can rehearse there or figure out what they're doing um, and then present the show. Um, and I do really want to put emphasis, if I may, um, on our actor's pantry, which is just because, like I mentioned before, so many people are coming to us uh, that can't afford food right now, which is really scary. Um, so at our space in Manhattan, we have a pantry where actors can come and take food as they need. Um, now, since we're not there, we've been sending out gift cards to grocery stores um, to the people we help. And that could always use more funding. And if there is an actor in need watching the show right now, they can find more information mm -hmm. about how to get help on the website as well. Great. Thank you so much, Jamie, for coming and talking with us. This sounds so oh, awesome, you, and it was great to see you, and I hope you have an awesome holiday. Thank you, you guys too, and call me anytime. We'll yes. do. Thanks, cool. Jamie. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. That was live. <laughs> Speaking of costume changes. You've already had 25,000 changes. Kay just walked right out the door. She was. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you again, Jamie. I, it was it was really fascinating and, and wonderful to hear about the Episcopal Actors Guild and all the great work they do, especially right now. So please visit uh, actorsguild.org, uh, A-C-T-O-R-S-G-U-I-L-D.org to learn more about their organization, how you can donate, and if you happen to be an actor in need of some assistance right now. I love that Beth is writing it down. Good. No. <laughs> it down I'm uh, oh my what a gift you have given me tonight to know about this organization so thank you oh, it's at the bottom of your screen we now love Alan give it up for Alan our engineer we love you that, you did that so fast amazing um, I'm so glad that you you found something wonderful in that. And it was truly a great conversation. So please check out the Episcopal Actors Guild, friends. Also, I was going back in the comments earlier, and we have a lot of people that want to see Taylor as Mimi and Beth as Rose. So I'm them. telling you, it's happening. And also, someone seems to think that you're going to have more than 25 costume changes in Prada, yes. Beth. <laughs> oh, Taylor, you know the story, right? I'm sorry, I don't mean to usurp your time. but this You're one fine. No, we're, we're good. Well, about Prada that I was told when I was having a discussion with uh, Anna Shapiro. I hope this stays the same. She's she was saying that in the costume plot for the Broadway production of Prada, every time a house of fashion is referenced, i.e., House of Prada, House of Dior, House of Givenchy, House of whatever Target, and I'm kidding. Every time a house a fashion house is uh, mentioned, that fashion house will design costume. Now, they're going to design the costume, but then they give it to the fabulous craftspeople in the Broadway community because uh, we are very hard on costumes. Yes. We sweat. Right. It's eight shows a week. There's understudies. But I think that is so amazing. And I hope... So fancy. Can you imagine? I'm just hoping they'll like House of Prada will go. Oh, we don't like that one. We've changed our mind. Be like, oh, uh, oh, I'll just take it from you. Then. Just, if you really don't need it, I, I don't want it to go to waste. Taylor and I will definitely be sure that <laughs> not my use. not my Broadway memory, my Broadway future, which we love. <laughs> <laughs> now, ta now, Taylor, your character in the beginning of Devil Wears Prada, before she comes all fashiony, doesn't dress as fashiony. Maybe you'll get to keep uh, some of those for some, some leisure. Sweats, some yeah, <laughs> we love. Now, Taylor, has anyone had anything that zips or buttons since April? No, hey, no. I, I just no. live in my from here up. It's pretty good. From here Look, down, I'm in full, 
full sweatshorts. I mean, yes. This moment. <laughs> yes. Give that layout. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. I'm 50. I'm 50. Oh my gosh. Um, All right, Taylor. You ready for your Broadway oh, memory? Yes. Um, so I myself made a costume change. Which you probably didn't realize because I switched from a like leopard print sweater to a leopard print robe. Because I have a problem. But um this I I do have I do collect all of my playbills usually and I do have one of those big um uh folders. I need to get a new one. Binders, thank you. I need to get a new one. Um but I moved in with my parents during this pandemic, so my binder is all packed away in a box in the garage, and I wasn't going to go get it. But um, during Scotland, PA, um, which I did last last winter, um, Alicia Umfris was in that show, okay, and this was the ro- her like her backstage robe that she would wear while she got ready. <laughs> um, but it's also the robe that she wore for like her Olay commercials. That she was doing for a while. I so she, she did like, Olay commercials. They were, yeah, they had this series of like, it went on for a while, like these little mini musicals mm-hmm. that they were putting out on like Instagram and stuff. Anyway, she was in it and they were like very cute. Of course, she was amazing. Um, but I've also been a fan of Alicia Umfress f- like since American Idiot. And so, um, and when I first booked American Idiot, I was told I was going to be the too much too soon soloist, which is her role. Oh, um, cool. But then someone dropped out. And so then I got to be extraordinary girl because someone dropped out. So yay. Um, uh, yeah. But anyway, so I've just like been such a big fan of hers since then. And so even when I knew she was going to be in Scotland, PA, I was like, oh, like telling all my friends, like, and Alicia Umpress is in it. Like you have no idea. Like it was <laughs> So, and then we became friends, which is like even so cool. And so at the end of Scotland, PA, um, she, you know, we're all just like clearing out our dressing rooms. I was like, God, I just love that. And she's like, here, take it. Yeah. And I, like, cause she is so like that. And I was like, what? And honestly, I just, I wear it every day. It's my favorite robe. It looks comfy. Um, it's so, it's like so nice, you know, it's just, it, it is. And so that's, that's such that's, a great memory. Yeah. It's very pretty, your robe. Very Dee Dee. Very Dee Dee Allen. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. is. What on? Oh, my. You have a bobblehead. Oh, my God. That's so great. I know. But I, it's so like what um, I think, Michael, you said it earlier. Yeah, because you're talking about your playbill where this industry is so like that, that one day (laughs) someone is signing a playbill and then the next day. They're giving you their robe (laughs) or the next day you get to be in Prada with them. Like, that's so wild. Like, I've told Beth this or at least I've said it on the story before. Like, I went to a mini theater camp in New York that Beth came and just spoke to students at when I saw her in Drowsy Chaperone. Um, And so to me, this is very, (laughs) like, so weird and bizarre. But I like to tell my students that it's just part of the journey of yeah. pursuing this career and it's so cool it's I a saw, small community it's yeah. you know and 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 usually people are like that's the thing is like when people are like what's it like working with this person or that person I'm like they're lovely they're amazing they're good people yeah and you know i saw i saw beth do with my high school on a new york trip i from florida i saw drowsy chaperone and then next thing you know i'm photographing beth backstage of bandstand and it's like 
and that's it's the it's the um first of all it's the willingness of beth being like i will allow someone that i've never met in my personal space you know what i mean like that willingness to be like okay i will collaborate with you that is just amazing and so trustworthy but also just like that is a symbol of the industry it's like if we if we have a story to tell and an openness and we lead with joy and love like you never know what's going to happen like that's that's the industry and now you're wearing your robe and you got I a know. bobblehead and you're going to bring that backstage uh, to devil wears prada yeah and you're going to carry on that legacy yeah beth i, I have a question kindness wins yes kindness it does, does win so Taylor was just talking, you know, about like that kind of like full circle moment, like with Alicia, like getting to work with her after she admired her and with you get you know, admiring you and having, you know, come to you and, and now doing Prada together. Who is or like was that person for you? Yeah. Well, back in the dark ages, <clears throat> you know, I didn't have, uh, I didn't leave North Carolina until after grad school to move to New York. And there was no such thing as French woods or to my knowledge or where I was living. So I never had the opportunity to be in a community with people I aspired to be. Hmm. That said, my Broadway debut was in the original company of 42nd street hmm. and the women, the broads, the divas that were cast as Maggie Jones, I would just sit around and listen to Peggy Cass, uh, Bibi Osterwald, who was Carol Channing's understudy, wow. um, Jessica James, wow. and my alt my mentor among mentors is Bobo Lewis. Look her up. And it got to the point where every Thursday night after payday, me and my husband at the time and about four other women in the ensemble would go out to have a beer and Thai food with Bobo Lewis. And literally it was like sitting around a campfire. Oh. And, it was like, and then what happened? Cause she had the stories and the history. She was a worker bee. Mm -hmm. And she was unbelievably generous, kind, talented. And you know, that trickles down. You know, I learned so much from those women, particularly mm -hmm. her. So, that's who I looked up to, those those phenomenal women. Well, and then here you are now being so kind and generous and full of incredible stories and knowledge yeah. and love and life. So it, like you said, it trickles down. So really? Bobo, so yes. Thank you. Now it's, come sit around my campfire, let's chat. Um, gladly. That's a yeah. podcast. Well, Beth well, Level's campfire. campfire. Hear that, Alan? That's a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you both are amazing and I want to talk to you for literally ever and we will, we'll, we're keeping you around. Um, I know where to find you and uh, Alex yes, said, please. um, yes, please. <laughs> Beth's Beth campfire. Yes, Beth's campfire. Camp Beth, Camp Beth Israel, <laughs> which I went to, I went to a day camp, Beth Israel. So there you go. I, I think haven't put on pants in three weeks. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> yes. just I don't know if you guys know Alex Wise. Alex Wise is brilliant, but his... Okay. His um his drag name would be Beth Israel, which is pretty amazing. I like that. Uh, which is amazing. But yes, we haven't we haven't put on pants in three weeks. And uh why, and why should we? Why should we when sweats just feel so good? Oh, yeah. 
Can I also just say one thing, and then we do have to wrap up. Uh, so Beth and Taylor, you you guys got out of something very lucky because we decided to cut something for time to just really focus on your stories and everything. I almost created a game for the two of you to play that we had to cut called The Next Level. <laughs> but L-E-A-V-E-L. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into the, the th process of the game. I came up with the name first, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. No, yeah. <laughs> we, we, what is the next level? It no, was, that's the name of the podcast. Yes. The next level. Oh, that's the title. That's it. Nice, Taylor. Thank you. That's why I brought it what up. What are your so oh, you know C level, by level, uh bevel. Ring ring. I love that ring. That's I, this is my grandpa's, but um, that's I mean. So wait. So what are your? Uh, before we wrap, I just want to know what are your holiday wishes? What's something that you want everyone to to go into twenty twenty one with? Something lovely, or it could just be like buy some buy some pants, uh, put on <laughs> pants. My pants. Don't ever. No, no, no. Let's just all be comfortable from here on. Uh, no zippers, no buttons. Yeah, no. Um, I'm trying um, to remind myself and all my friends and everyone to be patient with yourself and um, to remind yourself, uh, give yourself some grace and um, yeah, to some space to breathe and cry and laugh. And uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're almost there, but we're, not there so it's okay to feel like we're not there yet <laughs> i loved your instagram post it yeah. was so oh. it was it was honest and real and we've you know it's instagram can look perfect our lives can look perfect on social media but how many times have i cried in the shower <laughs> you know in the shower i i cry i that like beth i posted this very like cry video on instagram because it was just a moment and as yeah. i was crying through my ballet class and that's when i knew like oh i've done everything i can and i still feel like this so and uh, there's no reason for me to try to feel at ease because nothing is at ease right now so i'm you know that's a whole nother stress level that we if you can and through meditation and all that stuff like let it go or at least try to find comfort in the fact that you can't control that. Um, but anyway, yeah. My friend says, he said, are you having a good day? You're nailing it. Are you having, yeah. a, bad are you having a bad day? You're nailing it. It's like, it's what, you know, what we're just moment to moment. And I reiterate what Taylor says, we really have to take, take care of yourself, mm -hmm. reach out to people, just connect and just kindness, love, and be careful, be safe. Again, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I, mm -hmm. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, let's just all try to be patient still and take care of yourself in every way. Yeah. Ugh. Thank you both. I think a lot of people needed to hear that, myself included. And it's just great to be around such wonderful people like yourselves. Unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. This was right. our final show of 2020, everyone. Thanks for everyone who watched these incredible performers. But we are going to be back in January to continue sharing our Broadway memory. So our next show is on January 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Broadway Podcast Network. We're so excited to announce our guests right now. Drum roll. On January 7th, we have Leslie Kritzer and Dana Steingold. Yes, and then we also have... Yeah, we also have Anne Harada and Ali Ewald on January 21st. And it is going to be, both episodes are going to be so fun. 
It's going to be yeah. great. And please remember to follow My Broadway Memory on social media for more updates. Uh, you can also follow me at Remy Germinaria. Oh. How do I pronounce my own Crickets. name? And uh, the Michael Cushman. Be sure to continue to follow uh, Taylor and Beth as well. Yes. Um, but before we go, let's take a picture. So let's give um, let's give our best um, uh, a campfire with Beth yes. photo. Okay. So we're just, it's yeah. campfire with Beth. <laughs> One. Two, three. Amazing. Perfect. So we want to give a big thank you to Taylor Mon Jones, Beth Level, Christina Bianco, our weather girl. How about that, Barbara oh, Streisand? Jamie, Jamie Soltis, the Episcopal Actors Guild. Please, please go check out the Episcopal Actors Guild. Uh, Co-creator Brian Sedita, Josh Freilich, and Laura Bonacci. Yes, we'd also like to thank everyone at Broadway Podcast Network, Alan. Dory, Britt, Katie, you're all amazing. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you, Beth and Taylor. See you in 2021. Bye. Bye. Taylor, Taylor, I can't. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.